Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wake up and hang out with Ariel Epstein and Ben Stevens every morning on the morning after. Getting started at 9 a.m. Eastern only on SportsGrid. TV. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined today by George Kurtz. Before we get in to our headlines, we have breaking news. Adrian Wojnarowski just reported about 17 minutes ago. Uh, he has been told that Philadelphia 76ers all-star Ben Simmons will not report for the open of training camp next week and intends to never play another game for the franchise. Simmons has not spoken to anyone from the 76ers organization since a late August meeting when he communicated that exact message to the 76ers officials. So, of course, that leads us to believe that Ben Simmons is very likely to be traded this upcoming season. The difficulty is... Where exactly do we think that Ben Simmons is going to fit? He has already signed his Supermax contract, his cap hit over the next five years, $30 million this season, $33 million the next year, $35 million, $37 million, and $40 million. And uh, he's not exactly the easiest possible player to give a roster fit for, right? So he has the max contract. Also, let's just be honest, he is not a great shooter. He has barely taken any three-pointers in his career. He shoots 14% from three. Theoretically, he's a point guard. Very hard to have a point guard that doesn't shoot. It's also hard to play Simmons at another position. So if you use him for his ball handling and for his ability on the wings, then you're looking at, well, you you still have a non-shooter. Like, should, can we play this guy at center? Can we play this guy at power forward uh, a couple of the rumored teams to be interested in trading for him the toronto raptors they have the contracts to get it done they also have had success with guys like this right turning them into shooters i actually think that um they could kind of put ben simmons on the pascal siakam program where they basically lock him in a gym with 100 basketballs and they tell him to shoot until it feels like his arms are falling off the miami heat another team that is rumored to be interested I actually would not be surprised to see Ben Simmons be traded to a team that has no no uh, no ability to contend for a championship in 2021-2022. They could be absorbed into cap space, and they could try to uh, turn him into a positive asset. Some of those teams would be the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Sacramento Kings. You could look in the Eastern Conference to a team like the Pistons. You could look to a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers. Those teams have the contracts to match it up. And it also is not going to surprise me. This is very sad, and I can't believe I'm saying it, that the Philadelphia 76ers might have to attach a pick to Ben Simmons to move him on to another team. And that is your Ben Simmons update here at the beginning of the show. George, are you with me? Are you awake? Were you able Were you able to uh, to stay alive and stay alert during that uh, that NBA update? Ben Simmons, I do know. I've heard the name. I do know who that is. So uh, might have taken me a bit to guess what team he was on. I think, but I do know he made a big beard. So I uh, I do know who he uh, who Ben Simmons is, and I'm proud of myself for that. I'm proud of you too. So our Tuesday headlines. The Green Bay Packers get back on track as they beat the Lions 35-17. I will say that scoreline does flatter the Packers a a little bit. I mean, that was a close game in the first half. Jared Goff 
looked very good in the first half. Looked like that. Uh, I, I had the Packers in Survivor, and uh, I was sweating it in the first half. I was I was not feeling great about that in the first half. Salvador Perez breaks the record for most home runs in a season by a catcher. He also, very importantly for me, created some more distance between himself and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for most home runs in a season. They both have 46. I desperately cannot have Vlad Jr. win the Triple Crown. Colts quarterback Carson Wentz has multiple ankle sprains. And how about this? John Lester gets career win number 200 with the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals firmly looking like they're going to get the second wild card in the National League. How surprising is that, George? I'm flabbergasted. I truly am here. Uh, I don't know who didn't knock the Cardinals when they made that deal at the deadline. They got quiet happened. Lester, two guys who weren't getting in the hat, was a softball pitcher from Minnesota. Lester wasn't doing much more for the uh, Washington Nats. And they go to St. Louis, and that, that, it's not that they've been great, but they've been solid. They sort of stabilized the rotation there. Yeah, I'm surprised. I know they can hit. I know they are history. You know, they know how to win there. But really, I, they've won nine in a row, so they deserve it. They're not backing in here. But Cincinnati, the Mets, I mean, there's several teams here. Padres are just falling apart. Absolutely falling apart here. So uh, go good for the Cardinals. I think they're just a playoff fodder. They're going to play a one-game playoff against the Dodgers or the Giants. Uh, Adam Wainwright, who... I don't know if he sold his soul to the devil or he's uh, you know, made a deal here, whatever he's doing here, but pitching great, looking like it's 10 years ago from now. So it'll be Adam Wainwright pitching that game against Max Scherzer or maybe Kevin Gauss with Descalfani. Should be interesting. If I'm, the, uh, if I'm the Cardinals, I want the Dodgers to win that division. I'll take my chances with the Giants. Yep. Uh, everyone, we have a action-packed show for you. Of course, we're going to recap that game from Monday night between the Packers and the Lions. We have some fantasy question marks looking at some of the players for teams that are still undefeated going into week three. We are going to take a look at the futures market. We, we really have not looked at the futures market since uh, since the season started. So we have two weeks of line movement there. Uh, of course, we have our underdog fantasy segment where we're going to look at the Thursday night pick em lines. We're going to buy the dip on some guys. And then, of course, fantasy or reality to end the show. So everyone stay tuned. Stay on the grid. George and I will be with everything you need to build winning fantasy football teams for the rest of the season. See you guys in a few months. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two Faced. Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great, 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by George Kurtz, and we are here to recap some of the fantasy standouts from the Week 2 Monday Night Football game. The Lions and the Packers played competitive first half. Uh, the Lions uh, had 17 points in the first half. The Packers had 14, enough to make some of us who were on the Packers side in Survivor and uh, Packers minus 11 and a half sweat a little bit. Zero second half points for the Detroit Lions. Were you a little surprised by that, George, that basically they did the reverse of what they did against the 49ers? I mean, the 49ers in the second half, Jared Goff looked like Joe Montana and then zero second half points for the Lions. Were you Were you surprised by that? I don't know about surprised. Uh, I mean, I guess it's more surprised they, they, they didn't show up in the second half at all because Green Bay didn't look all that great in the first half either. So I was more surprised by that. They did go to a hot start. Maybe it took Green Bay some adjustments to figure to figure them out. I mean, it was a tale of two Goffs. You know, really, Goff had a really good first half, not so much in the second half. He had rain, too. I think that threw him off a little bit as well. Maybe, you know, comes from Los Angeles. Maybe he doesn't throw a wet ball well, whatever it might be here. But I think the result is what we expected. And let's face it. Yeah, it's a fantasy show. Last night was all about Aaron Jones. I know he he affected three of my leagues. You know that I never thought were going to endanger or that I was going to win them for that matter. I went two and one thanks to Aaron Jones last night. But the most heartbreaking thing I had to see was that I know somebody posted it on Twitter, was retweeted, whatever. Somebody had a fifty-seven point lead, and all they were going up against was Aaron Jones and Hawkinson, and they lost. Not, uh, not great. So taking a look here at our Green Bay Packers fantasy standouts, Aaron Rodgers, 22 of 27, 255 passing yards. He throws for four touchdowns, three of them to Aaron Jones, one to Robert Tunyon, no touchdown for Devontae Adams. His, uh, you know, fantasy football owners have to be feeling a little bit, uh, a little bit burnt by that. I, I actually think, and, and this is going to surprise some people, I, I think the lead here is Robert Tunyon. Because, well, I mean, the lead is Aaron Jones, right? So the lead is Aaron Jones. We feel very good about him. He looks like one of the best picks you could have made at the end of the first round. But what do we know about tight end, George? It's awful. I mean, tight end is just awful. Mark Andrews has been brutal. Uh, you know, Evan Ingram has been injured. Gerald Everett just has zero points. I mean, George Kittle is letting people who drafted him down. Tunyon, uh, his role has really not changed from last season, but the, the question with Robert Tunyon is, can he have the same touchdown production that he had last season? He scores 11 touchdowns in 16 games last year, and to me, it does still look like he is going to be a touchdown creator in this offense, which is just valuable at tight end. If you get 10 touchdowns out of your tight end, it almost doesn't matter what else they do. 10, 10 touchdowns should be enough for you. Oh, agreed. I mean, if, if 10 touchdowns is not enough, then I don't know what to do for you here. All right, there's not much uh, going on in tight end. As you said, George Kittle is, is driving owners nuts right now, right? Uh, I mean, he had dropped somewhat. People had put a waller ahead of him, but he was still ahead of Andrews. And that means he's probably on a fourth-round pick who's doing garbage right now. So that's a concern there. And the funny thing about that Tunyon play, by the way, you watch the old 11. He should not have thrown a Tunyon. Lazard was wide open over the middle. He, I don't think he would have gotten into the end zone when he was wide open. It was a much easier throw. That's arm arrogance by Aaron Rodgers. Assuming he saw both, but he didn't see Lazard. But it was the same, you know, the same eyesight. He had to see him. Uh, to throw that ball with Tanya was like, you got to be kidding me. That guy was covered. Fantastic throw there. And if I'm Devontae Adams owner, and I am in a league or two, I'm not upset. It's sort of like Cortland Sutton. All right, you didn't get the touchdown. But you got eight catch for 120 yards. I'm taking it. Taking it running. Everything will be fine there. You know, I guess Aaron Rodgers for one week was right here. I still... Still worry about this team somewhat. And now they play their bugaboo in San Fran, a team that's dominated in the last couple of years, especially on the road Sunday night. We'll see if uh, Green Bay is truly back. Yeah, I, I don't think they're truly back. I think that uh, I think this team is going to be a, a step or two worse than the teams of the last two years. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, another interesting guy to mention, he actually leads the Green Bay Packers in air yards, has only 17 actual receptions. But I, if Marquez Valdez-Scaling gets dropped in your league this week, I do actually think he is a decent guy to add on the waiver wire because as uh, George and Craig are going to talk about on the show tomorrow, not exactly a banner week for waiver wire bidding. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty gross out there, actually. Moving on to the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff had a phenomenal first half, kind of fell apart a little bit in the second half. He was 26-36, 246 passing yards, two touchdowns, actually ran for 46 yards, not something you're accustomed to getting out of Jared Goff. Believe it or not, 
Jared Goff, the eighth highest scoring quarterback in fantasy through two weeks. Uh, definitely no one had that on their bingo to start the year. Again, the uh, Lions struggled to run the ball. DeAndre Swift, eight carries for 37 yards. Jamal Williams, seven for 25. Swift remained involved as a receiver, four for 41. Uh, Jamal Williams, not as involved as a receiver, three for 12 through the air. TJ Hawkinson, eight for 66 with a touchdown. Quintus Cephas, four for 63 with a touchdown. Tyro Williams did not play in this game. Uh, Trinity Benson and Khalif Raymond were the other starting wide receivers. Amon Ross St. Brown worked in there as well. Where are you at on some of these Lions skill position players, George? Are you trying to trade for for DeAndre Swift? Do you do you like any of these secondary wide receivers? Well, I'll trade for Swift. I mean, uh, the Lions did not have a problem running the ball yesterday. They just didn't run the ball. Swift, uh, 37 yards, doesn't sound great. He only had eight carries. It's four and a half yards a carry. What do you want? You want six yards to carry? I don't know why they went away from him. I know he was banged up a little bit coming into the game. I wonder if that was why. You know, Jamal Williams, he had three points, six yards to carry. He wasn't getting the job done as much. But then again, Swift's a better back here. Uh, so I don't know what the problem was with the run game there. Because the game was close in the first half. So why don't you keep feeding him the ball? Why'd you go away from it? Uh, if I can get Swift, I'll take it. I mentioned four points, six yards to carry. He had four catches for 41 yards. Swift was fine. Just fine. I do wonder, once again, with the only 12 touches, were they trying to baby him a little bit? That would be my thing there. Hawkinson, I'll take on my team any day. Any day of the week if I can get Hawkinson. Well, you're not going to be able to get him. Now they're swinging a big deal there. Goff, I'm going to pass on there. Sifa seems to be you know, a guy, hot start and by week eight. Who? Who's Quintus? Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy who did well in September, that kind of guy. So, no, uh, I would want – I mean, I'm looking to move him if I'm a you – know, hey, Sifa, you want Sifa? Hey, they're going to throw the ball. They're going to be behind a lot. They're going to throw the ball a lot to me. He's fast. He gets open all the time. They're only receiver, that sort of thing. Maybe try and play that if you can trade him. Trade eye. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think that the only types of teams that I would be adding Quintus Cephas on, they would be the teams that were like, okay, you lost uh, Jerry Judy. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is not playing. Michael Gallup's on the IR. Maybe you have Odell Beckham on that team too. Like, I look, I bet I have teams out there that are like that. I bet if I went through – you know, some of my best ball rosters and stuff. I bet, I, I literally bet I have a team with like those four guys. And and Cephas, I think, over the short term is a guy worth adding. But like, you know, if you have DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Cooper and Cortland Sutton or whatever, I, I don't think you need to be adding Quintus Cephas. It's definitely a, a team-dependent thing. Uh, so then my, my other question to you as we wrap it up here is basically – which Lions team do you think is legit? Do you think the week one team that threw 50 times is more like what they're going to do, or do you think it'll be a lot more like what we saw on Monday night against the Packers? Oh, I think it's going to be a lot more like we saw on Monday night. This defense is bad of Detroit. They're going to have some problems this year. Uh, and listen, we knew that going in. I don't care what uh, you know, Mr. Ankle Biter is trying to – kneecap biter, whatever the guy's trying to tell you in Campbell. This is a, a rebuilding team. they got a ways to go here. going to be a lot of bad games. I mean, all credit to them for coming back in that San Fran game. Let's face it, you know, a little, little better there. Maybe they give it a shot and take that game over time. Last night, I think it's more like what you're going to say. They'll have spurts of good play, but then a half where they're just terrible. And teams run away from them. I expect much more of the Monday night team than I do the last Sunday versus San Fran. Yeah, I, I think you are I think you are probably right. I mean, I think that probably the two guys who are going to end up being big values for the Lions, I, I believe in Swift. You know, five catches a game for a running back goes a long ways, especially if he starts getting – some touchdown production. You know, I think Swift might look a lot like uh, Saquon Barkley. Not that he's as good, but just kind of that similar touch profile for a bad team. And then, I mean, Hawkinson at this point, uh, the, this, the sky is the limit for him because he is getting so many targets. Like, I, I would take TJ Hawkinson right now over George Kittle, which is not a sentence I ever thought that uh, that I would be saying. Everyone, we are going to run to break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. When we return, we are going to look at some big fantasy question marks from the undefeated teams in the NFL. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by George Kurtz. Before we get into our segment, recent report out of Pittsburgh. Big Ben Roethlisberger is dealing with a pectoral injury that was confirmed by multiple sources. Head coach Mike Tomlin said that it's going to be an issue in preparing for games. So basically, he's going to be on a pitch count at practice. Given how the Steelers' offense looks... Um, you know, it, it feels not great for him to be injured already. I mean, we basically kind of all knew that that was going to happen. This was a team that definitely should have been in the market for, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton. I, I mean, literally, Andy Dalton is not a good NFL quarterback, but he is better than Mason Rudolph. He is better than Josh Dobbs, I believe, uh, is the is the third-string quarterback there in Pittsburgh. I mean, it just feels irresponsible of them oh Dwayne Haskins right Brett reminds me it's Dwayne Haskins Josh Jobs is in uh, Jacksonville now I believe so not a great backup quarterback situation there I mean I I wish that the Steelers would have tried to get Matt Jones or Justin Fields or Trey Lance but uh, that did not look like their destiny so George we are going to get to some fantasy question marks from some of these undefeated teams you'd think okay team starts 2-0 some of these teams unexpected starts at 2-0, and we're going to take a look at them from a fantasy perspective. The first team is the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, Aaron Waller, uh, you are going to start him no matter what. There's just not a matchup where you are going to bench him. 19 targets, 10 receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown week one against Baltimore. Uh, Five receptions, 65 yards on 92% of the snaps in week two. No questions about that. Uh, Derek Carr, though, where are we at on Derek Carr for fantasy, he has uh, 817 yards, four touchdowns through two games. Do you think Derek Carr is a fantasy starter? Oh, and a one quarterback thing, so a top 12 quarterback. I'm, I probably have to ride him right now. Do I think he's a, a, an absolute starter week in, week out for the rest of the season? No, and I've got him in a couple of leagues, a couple of super flex leagues. All right, so uh, I did have him uh, there. But uh, he's got, once again, another tough matchup this week against Miami. And he's he's obliterated a tough matchup so far. We thought Baltimore would be a tough matchup. We knew they were banged up. No Marcus Peters. Still, the secondary was considered a strength of that team. No problem went through him. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Hayden was out. Bush was out. Uh, Watt got hurt. Yeah, I get it. But still, obliterated them. Does he do the same to another good defense? You know, Byron Jones, Davian Howard, good secondary here. We'll see. You know, if I'm teams... I'm taking Waller. I'm doing my best to take Waller away. It's easier said than done, especially for a tight end. But I'm doing everything I can to force him to throw the, uh, the wide receivers, who I I get it, are good themselves. But I want to see what they can do here. Ruggs is blowing with top-off defenses here. They're getting what they want. And this is in the, despite the fact that they're getting nothing from the run game here. So I'm going to say this week, yeah, I got to I got to put him in as a quarterback one. Yeah, I'm just over 800 yards the first two games against two good defenses. I have no choice. They're at home. We'll see here. Do I feel confident about it for the rest of the season? No. All right. Huge question here. Henry Ruggs. I say yes. I say if I have Henry Ruggs on a team, I'm starting him. I'm doing it. I believe in him. He's so fast. I mean, he got behind that defense on his 61-yard touchdown so fast. Derek Carr, I mean, 817 yards for two games. He's been 
aggressive through the air. I am in on rugs. He is a fantasy starter to me. I, it's the one big play theory. It's what you're going to need from him week in and week out. Get that touchdown, which he's doing well. At. And I think with the Raiders, what I like is you know they're going to take the, the shot, right? They're, they're, this is not a shy team. They're going to take the shot. Carr's throwing a better deep ball. He's been criticized about that in the past that he can't throw or doesn't throw a deep ball well. This year he's throwing it well. He's dropping it in there. I mean, like on a bucket, it looks fantastic. He doesn't have the Aaron Rodgers arm strength, the gun there that he's going to use. It's more of a, you know, a uh, little bomb there. I'm going to agree with you. Once again, I think if you're starting car, you're starting rugs. Yeah, you sort of have the choice here. They're going to take their shots. I do think this week's going to be rough. I don't think they're going to be able to put up anywhere. In, and I know listen, that's sort of easy to say. Oh, it's not going to put up 400 yards. Thanks. Uh, I, I think this week getting 300 might be a tough one for Carr. So I don't think it'll be a bonanza this week. I just believe, hey, he's off to a hot start. He's starting against good defenses. I'm keeping it up. So if I'm starting car, I'm starting rugs. All right, there we go. Moving on to our next team, they play Thursday night, pretty much the easiest possible matchup, right? They're playing against the Houston Texans. I, I believe they are 11-point favorites right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, pretty pretty intense there for the Carolina Panthers at 2-0. and So obviously we know McCaffrey. Obviously we know DJ Moore. Some of their other players are a little bit more interesting. Sam Darnold has been basically playing the best football of his career through two games, uh, 279 and one with a rushing touchdown in week one against the Jets, 305 through the air against the Saints, two passing touchdowns. Um, you know, looks looks pretty good. I, I would not say I feel as good about Darnold. Um, you know, I, I think especially because we, we have not seen uh, Christian McCaffrey really do his thing yet this season, right? You know, Christian McCaffrey only has one rushing touchdown. Uh, you definitely know when they get down there inside the goal line, they love to hand the ball to him. So Sam Darnold, fantasy starter or not, George? This is one of those weeks where if you have a Carolina Panther on your team and you're not starting him, I might ask, why is he on your team then? All right, they're playing Houston. Houston's going to go at Mills at quarterback. Does it surprise anyone Carolina has to over 38 minutes on Thursday night? I mean, I think they, they dominate this game. They may not put up 40 points because they're not that kind of offense here. But uh, like I said, I think you have to look hard at yourself. If you have, uh, like I said, if you have Robbie Anderson, I can see you not starting Darnold. Maybe hey, you got a better quarterback. You just drafted two. I get that. But if you if you have Robbie Anderson on your team, you're not starting him. What do your wide receivers look like? And your flex that you can't put Robbie Anderson in. Yeah, right now they're throwing a deep ball to him more than DJ Moore. Those two have sort of switched positions from last year. Last year was the opposite. Moore was the uh, deep guy. All right, Anderson the underneath. This year it's uh, the difference is. Large, I think it's a more averaging about nine yards a catch or nine yards in the air, and Anderson's over 20. So uh, I'm starting Robbie Anderson. I, I don't see how I can get away from that. I just don't see. How deep are you at wide receiver? You can't stop start Robbie Anderson this week. And uh, I'm not starting Dan Arnold. I think tight end I can do better. I'm not quite going that far down the barrel here. But as far as Sam Darnold, I'm taking a strong look at it. I would start uh, Sam Darnold with Baker Mayfield this week without much of a, a worry there if you have Baker. Uh, there's several other quarterbacks that were – preseason we had them ranked ahead of Donald that I would start Donald over as well once again going better matchup here I think uh, Carolina dominates and Donald I thought he played okay week one he played good week two and I, I consider I'd be shocked if that doesn't continue week three um yeah I'm not with you on Robbie Anderson nine targets four receptions through two weeks and Terrace Marshall looks like he is going to be just as involved in this offense. Uh, you know, I, I actually think Terrace Marshall looks like a better fit for this offense than uh, than Curtis Samuel did. And Brandon Zilstra, uh, a guy a guy whose name I have not heard in a long time, Zilstra came in the league as one of those guys who super athletic but just not a very productive college player, looks like he is going to be scraping some playing time away uh, and some targets away from Robbie Anderson. So I, I'm actually not with you. I, I think that there are some guys like rugs. I think I would maybe rather start rugs, uh, you know, Jacoby Myers, guys like that. I might even th throw a dart on someone like Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler for the Broncos over, uh, over Robbie Anderson. Not that I'm saying you have to bench Robbie Anderson, but I, I don't feel quite as confident as you do. Now this next team we're about to talk about good luck, figuring it out the san francisco 49ers uh because we we have debo samuel and george kittle listed as must plays and clearly you're not going to bench george kittle like there's there's not a chance if you draft a george kittle that you're able to bench him but through two weeks this season he has nine targets 
he has eight receptions and he has uh he has 95 yards you know not not a banner season for him uh and we we have elijah mitchell listed as a question mark i i disagree trey sermon and jamichael hasty are both gonna miss multiple weeks with injuries trey sermon his first nfl carry he comes in gets smoked fumbled the ball now he's out injured. Jamichael Hasty has a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss multiple weeks. Listen to these names they signed on the on their team: Lamar Miller, Carryon Johnson, Trenton Cannon, and a guy by the name of Jox Patrick, who has been a practice squad player. He went to Florida State University. He was on the Bengals practice squad last year. I mean, Elijah Mitchell is the best running back left standing right now in the 49ers backfield. And if Jeff Wilson Jr. was not injured and, and he came back into the lineup right now, I think Jeff Wilson Jr. would get, you know, uh, 20 carries this week against Green Bay. Agreed. Agreed. And how has San Fran beaten Green Bay in the past with the run game here? It's what they want to do here. It's where they dominated the uh, the Packers. Uh He's starting Elijah Mitchell, assuming we like what we hear about his health. He's day-to-day. I think I'd be shocked if he doesn't play. I love the names you uh, – uh, you're right off there. It's, you know, it's, oh, blast from the past. Yeah, that, that guy's still around. Wow, he can still play. Interesting. Uh, listen, they're down to what? They're sixth and seventh and eighth running back here. Uh, they're in some trouble. They're in some trouble at running back here. If, if Mitchell were to go down, I'm not sure they would have a running game here. They may have to put Trey Lance uh, in the, uh, you know, back there to run the ball. They're in some trouble here. I don't know. I'm not starting anybody other than Mitchell as far as the run game is concerned. I'm not dipping any further than that. Uh, I am starting Debo Samuels. Look great. Brandon Ayuk, we can put on this list. What do we think about him? Man, they're playing games at the wide receiver position too. As far as I don't think, I don't think I want to start him. I think Ayuk's that guy. I'm gonna to have to wait until he has that big game. Okay, I can put him back in there now. Other than that, I'm going in a different direction. Yeah, the the Brandon Ayuk thing. One of the strangest things that I remember in fantasy. So the report from the Athletic was last week that Ayuk was doing the wide receiver drills by himself right? Like that, that he was so far down the depth chart. I, I remember the report was that River Crackraft was playing ahead of Brandon Ayuk in practice. Now, Ayuk did play more in game number two, 38 snaps, 54% of targets, but only one catch through two games. Very bizarre stuff there. Uh, everyone, we are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. When we return, Super Bowl odds, MVP odds, taking a look at the futures market. We're going to get deep into the weeds there. Stay on the grid here on Fantasy Sports Today. We'll see you guys back in a few moments. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by George Kurtz. Before we get into our analysis of the futures market on the FanDuel Sportsbook, need to remind everyone, you got to follow at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. I do this myself. You know, Saturdays are my day off. I, uh, I'm, I'm not working. They don't have me in the content minds on Sports Grid or Daily Roto. So I, I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not at my computer I'm not on my TV all day that day, but I gotta, I gotta know what's going on in the college football games. I gotta know what sides everyone is taking. I gotta get all the content from the network, so I get uh, the push notifications for at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV on uh, on my phone. You guys should all do it too. Stay up to date with the best lines, news, and analysis for everything going on in the world of fantasy sports and wagering. Follow at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. So George. We're two weeks in. We've got some injuries. We've got some guys who are playing way better than expected. We've got some guys playing way worse than expected. The Super Bowl odds have been updated. The Kansas City Chiefs are still the favorite, despite uh, that fumble by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire causing them to lose the game against the Ravens. They're 5-1. to one. The Buccaneers have gotten a little bit shorter at plus 550. The interesting thing to me is that everyone else has gotten deeper. The, the FanDuel Sportsbook is telling us this is kind of a two-team race for Super Bowl right now. I think they're right. I think they're right. I, I don't see anybody else in the uh, in the NFC that can really compete with the uh, Buccaneers right now. That's a long season, 15 more weeks. Things could change, injuries, and so, and so on and so on. Uh, but, I mean, I like the teams in the NFC West. I do. You know, Seattle, tough loss against Tennessee. San Fran, you're going to have quarterback issues, I think, all year. I don't think they're going to lead you. Arizona, I find interesting, but you're talking about playing shootouts week in and week out. I don't like that defense all that much. Uh, and the Rams, you're a, you're a stars and scrubs team. And if a couple of those stars go down, you're going to be in trouble here. So I don't see anybody competing with the Buccaneers right now. Certainly not from the NFC East. Uh, so I'm a Cowboy fan. They're not there. I know they gave them a great way at week one. Fine. We'll say you still lost the game, though. And I, think, I don't know if you can play any better, and you still lost that game. And the Packers, no, they, uh, they can't go there. So I think it is the Buccaneers. I think the AFC is a little bit more wide open. Like I said, Chiefs, you got to clamp down on that uh, on that run game. Teams are running all. And Cleveland had no problem week one, and Baltimore certainly had no issues Sunday night. So they got to clamp down that run game. But I'll say this: you know, Baltimore rushes for all those yards. I know people have said, "Oh, Lamar Jackson's great comeback." The Ravens didn't win that game. KC lost it. You mentioned the uh, Clyde edwards helaire fumble. Let's not forget the Mahomes interception, which is a really, really bad. You know, that, that really ignited everything there. You take those two away, take one away, they win the game. So in my mind, uh, KC lost that more than Baltimore won. They, I mean, they got to score the points. Congratulations to them. But I don't put them in uh, KC's category. Buffalo want to see a little bit more of Josh Allen. Not playing like the Josh Allen of last year right now. Making some mistakes they didn't make. They're still one one but I need to see them step up a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I have a hot take, though. The Rams are the best team in the NFC. They are better than the Buccaneers. Stafford absolutely lights out. I mean, it feels like every single pass that guy's made has been on point. And if you want to compare the defenses, it, it's not close. The Los Angeles Rams defense is better than the Buccaneers defense. You know, Aaron Donald, basically the best defensive player in the NFL. Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in the NFL. And I, you know, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, they, they certainly don't have the name cachet that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown have. But I, I, I really do think that the best bet on the board right now, I mean, obviously, if I could only bet one team, you said, Davis, you know, this is a, this is a four-year life wager. You got to make it. I would bet the Chiefs. But the best expected value wager on the board to me is the Rams at 13-1. Because if the Rams beat the Buccaneers this Sunday – what I mean, the, the Buccaneers go to 700 and the Rams go to like 900 probably. I, I think this might be one of the last times to get the Rams at double-digit money uh, to, to win the Super Bowl. What do you think about that? I would agree with you. I think, once again, if you're going for value, it is the Rams. I don't, I said, I don't put much faith in the 49ers. I don't think they get there again. Uh, or the Ravens. I don't, I don't think they'll beat uh, uh, Kansas City again. So I agree with you about the Rams. Did you know this is the first time Tom Brady has ever played in Los Angeles? Weird for as long as he's been around. First time he's ever played in L.A. when he plays the Rams on Sunday. Just found that a nice little weird, quirky little stat there. Uh, my only boy was the Rams because they were stars and scrubs team. You take away one or two of those guys, this team's going to crumble real quick. Uh, but the biggest difference between them, in my mind, is, as far as the defense, Aaron Donald is the best uh, defensive player. We know that. Buccaneers have a damn good defense, but it's weak on the back end. 
There's a reason they're bringing in Richard Sherman among among other players this week to try and strengthen that up. They're also injured back there. So right now, the Bucs are going to be forced to play a lot of high-scoring games. They can do that, mind you. But right now, that's their issue. Their front seven's good. Back four, secondary, not so much, where the Rams are more spread out on defense. You got Donald. You got a solid linebacker core. You got Rams who can lock down if they choose to go that direction. Your top wide receiver. So uh, overall, I do like the Rams' defense better. But I think the Bucs' defense is also going to be much better than it's played right now. Then again, through two weeks, it can't get much worse. Yeah. All right. This is my favorite thing to bet in sports, right? For baseball, for basketball, for the NFL. I love to bet on the MVP, and I love to track it all season long. We've actually had some line movement this morning on the FanDuel Sportsbook as well. Patrick Mahomes is still 5-1. to one. Brady is 6-1 to one to win the MVP. A little bit of line movement this morning because... I bet FanDuel took a big bet in because Kyler Murray is now 6-1 to one to win the MVP. If I was casting my vote right now, George, 100% goes to Kyler Murray. He has been the most impressive player through two weeks. And the Cardinals roster I don't think is very good. So if the Cardinals find a way to get the first or second wild card coming out of that NFC West, I, I actually think Kyler probably wins. Matthew Stafford is 10-1. to one. Aaron Rodgers is 12-1. to one. Josh Allen is 13 to 1. Our guy, Dak Prescott, 14 to 1. Russell Wilson, 14 to 1. Let me tell you this, though. The best bet you can make right now, and it's not even close, Lamar Jackson, 15 to 1. I mean, he, Lamar Jackson gets these insane video game numbers. If he just has a couple good passing games against these bad teams to make his passing numbers look a little bit better, remember he led the NFL in passing touchdowns in 2019. Now, a huge part of that was luck. 9.6% of his passing attempts went for touchdowns that year. But if Lamar Jackson runs for 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns and then adds 3,500 passing yards and 30 touchdowns on top of that, I think he beats Mahomes. I think he beats Dak. I think he beats Brady. I mean... How often do you get a former MVP who just had the I, – I, I think that win against the Chiefs, that had to have been the biggest win of Lamar Jackson's career. I mean, can you think of a, of a bigger – I mean, maybe the first playoff game he won was a big one. But I, I, I think beating the Chiefs is just a monumental deal for Lamar Jackson. So uh, Kyler would be my vote to win MVP right now, but I am slamming that button on Lamar Jackson to win MVP at that number. Yeah, I can pretty much parrot everything you said. I was hoping you weren't going to bring up Lamar Jackson because I had a nice little speech going about him. Uh, oh, Lamar Jackson oh, is the, he is the MVP. Uh, I don't know if he's going to win it, but he is the MVP because without him, there's no offense. None. He is their offense. He's the reason they win games. They don't have a great receiving core. There is no DeAndre Hopkins on this team. There is no Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf on this team. All right, they go through every quarterback that we just named there. All right, Tom Brady is no Godwin. There's no Evans. There's no Brown. There's nobody. It's all about what Lamar can do. Can he run? Can he run for 100 yards, 120 yards a game? Get those first downs. Make those plays. Uh, he has to. He has no choice. Lamar Jackson is the Baltimore Ravens offense. I know you might say the same thing. Oh, Mahomes got Kelsey, got Hill, got two great players. You know, Lamar has none of that. None. Andrews is nowhere near what Kelsey is. Marquis Brown's nowhere near what Tyreek Hill is. It's all about Lamar Jackson. He is the MVP. The problem is I think the voters get a little bored. They don't want to vote for that. That's why Mahomes may not win it. Same thing. Oh, it's Mahomes. He's supposed to do that. Let's find somebody else. You know, Kyler Murray is a, a guy I think I was one year. I was high on him last year. I think I bet I had a, I think it was 25 to 1 last year before the season. So we were, a bunch of us were on him. I know Mike Blewett and I are both on him. Didn't work out. Maybe a year off there. But Lamar Jackson is the MVP. I hope Russell Wilson gets more love too. I don't think he's ever had an MVP vote, which is just nuts to me. Absolutely nuts because he he's similar. Yeah, it's, that's nuts because granted they've given him better weapons now. But uh, at one time, he was their offense, right? They had no running game, no offensive line, and no receivers. Russell Wilson was literally going behind the line going, all right, guys, I'm going to do this. And eventually I'll find somebody open here with three guys tra trailing me, trying to kill me. So just the nuts that he's never had an MVP vote. But Lamar Jackson is the MVP. I don't know if he'll win it, but what he does for that team is amazing. We haven't seen this. We just haven't seen this in the NFL where it's all a one-man show. And no one can stick with them. No one can catch this man. He stop, He goes this way, he stops on a dime and goes that way. It's amazing what he can do here. And I love Harbaugh, by the way. Anybody who thinks Harbaugh was going to pump that ball, uh, there was no way. He already made up his decision when he went to Lamar. Hey, Lamar, you want to go for it? What's Lamar going to say? 
I don't, I don't know, Coach. I'm a little banged up here. I'm worried about the deal. Of course, he's going to say it could have been fourth and 90. He's going to say go for it. That was a great motivation, mental ploy by Harbaugh. He already knew he was going for it, and you know the player's going to agree. But now the player's like, oh, Coach just took my input on a, on a, to go for it on a huge play there. Yeah, it's all BS. Harbaugh is always going for it, but good for him. It worked out. And by the way, good for him for going for it. If you gave that ball back to Mahomes, you were going to lose. I wish more yeah. coaches would do this. Have some stones, guys. Stop playing by the book. They'll, oh, well, you know what? I punted the ball. He had to go 80 yards to beat us. He did. It happens all the time with great players. It's all built for them to do that. Keep your offense on the field. Take some chances. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you 100%. The other guy that is getting buzz right now, and I don't agree with it at all, this is uh, I, I absolutely hate when NFL like uh, personalities do this when when journal when journal you know NFL journalists do this. But Derek Carr, right? He's up to twenty five to one on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win NFL MVP, and people are saying you're and uh, uh, Ross Tucker, who I like, tweeted this this morning that the front runner for MVP right now is Derek Carr, and I get that he just had the best game of his career. Uh, you know that that win against the Ravens was a huge game. There is there is just not a world where Derek Carr is getting MVP votes. I I you you it zero percent. Derek Carr his whole career will never get an MVP vote. It'll never happen. I'd rather bet on Jalen Hurts at fifty to one and say Jalen Hurts could run for twelve touchdowns or something. You know he could have this insane rushing season. Friends, do not waste your money betting on Derek Carr to an MVP. It will never ever ever happen. I was thinking the same thing when uh, originally when you put it up like car, oh, he would probably need a lot of guys that would be hurt and be out here. He's the kind of guy, a car for me, where if he has a big year this year, he'll be in the conversation next year. He's got to do it again. You can't, you're not just, not just once you get up there above all these guys. There'll be too many guys that are going to have big numbers. He'll have to do it again next year. There'll be too many other sexy names, and Carr's not going to get it. That being said, like I said, got him on a couple of teams. Keep doing what you're doing. You're on pace for about 7,000 yards. Uh, I know that's not going to happen, but I'll take it. I'll take what I can get from Derek Carr, but you're right. No way. Yeah, no way. And, I mean, I, I guess the interesting thing is we just got through that whole segment. Dak Prescott, who I thought had a very good chance – to win MVP, it, it kind of looks, uh, and I wonder if, if you agree, and we can talk about this more a little bit later on the show, but the Cowboys' defense looked pretty good against the Chargers, and they ran the ball a ton. I mean, they were giving Zeke the ball. They were giving Pollard the ball. Also, Dak is just not running at all this year, which is uh, it's very odd for him. Only four rushing attempts, 13 yards through two games for Dak Prescott. So I, I kind of thought Dak had a chance to win MVP but, I mean, he he doesn't hold a candle right now to Kyler or Lamar or Mahomes and then even Brady. So, unfortunately, it looks like those DAC for MVP wagers are dead. Everyone, we are going to go ahead and run into a break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. When we return, we are going to remember the 21st night of September and then head into the second hour of the show. Everyone, stay tuned. Stay on the grid. See you in a moment. The Tennessee Titans are supposed to be the favorites. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid TV. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined today by George Kurtz. Well, Craig Mish takes his scheduled day off. You know, if, look, if you had to do a TV show with me every day, you'd schedule a day off during uh, the week, too. George, George only has to deal with me for one day a week. But I have a very simple question for you, George. Do you remember the 21st night of September, Earth, Wind, and Fire? No. No, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. So uh, I do not. You really you actually have faith so, that I would. That, yeah, I thought I thought you were a big music guy. This is this is surprising to me because I I even know this one, and this is this is uh, way before my time. But the the twenty first night of September is of course uh, an Earth Wind and Fire song. I, I think this I think the song is just called September. But George, I I am shocked you don't know this Earth Wind and Fire song. Definitely not by name. Now I'm going to have to play it during the break to see if I just never knew the name of the, uh, the song here. Because I, I, by name, no. It doesn't ring. I mean, it doesn't ring any bells whatsoever. Okay. When you, when you play it, when you play it at the break, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Um, you'll, you'll put it on and you'll be like, okay, yeah, I've, I've heard this song a hundred times. Like this is, this is like a doctor's office, like waiting room songs. Like they play this on, they play this on the classic rock station all the time, and and I even know this as a, as a young person who certainly uh, I have only seen I guess this is my 29th, 21st night of uh, September. But everyone, uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap up our one here on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid TV. If you want to go back, if you're just tuning in now, we have all of these segments on demand. You can go find our futures market update. Uh, we took a look at the Monday Night Football game. We took a look at some fantasy question marks for the Las Vegas Raiders, the Carolina Panthers, the San Francisco 49ers. In the second hour of the show, we have our Tuesday headlines. We're going to dig deep into underdog fantasy. Uh, we're going to look at some of the Thursday night pick'em lines. And we're also going to take a look at buying the dip on some prominent fantasy players. See you guys back in just a few moments. Stay tuned to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid TV. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.